Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 252 live. And wait, we go. Everybody, welcome to episode 252 live of a shot of wrestling. I'm your host at Michael J. Putty, joined Marcus Schwan. Marcus, what's going on? No, 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 no. Joined by your favorite actor, the we got a lot of stuff to get into. What Mark a, Schwann. What, what is up? We have a lot to go over. What do we have to go over? And it's the start of the show, so let's do a shot. Cheers, Mark. You got a drink ready? Cheers. Lahayam. Is that water? Uh, Yes. <laughs> All right. Joey Sweet Cheeks is in the chat. What's up, Joey? What's up, Joey? No shots for me today. Not happening. Why? Shot of wrestling. You still do shots. It doesn't be alcohol. You I, still do shots, I, though. I, do I, shots. I, 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 got, I got booked for a photo shoot this week. So, so? Um, I, I got to make sure it's good. I, so, I can't get too puffy. But yet, you got a plate of, of sushi. That makes no sense. It's a cheat meal, you know. It all balanced out. Like, I, I had no carbs through like most of the week, and then this week, I, you know, I just need to level up the carbs. It's a carb reload day, and then you know, right back at it. Balances out, buddy. It balances out. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. But you still do a shot of something. That's the thing. Like you do a shot of juice, water, soda. Like, you don't. You don't have to just pussy out and not do a shot of anything. Who, who does a shot of soda? I did when I couldn't do uh, alcohol because I was on meds. But you still have to do a shot. Exactly. You do a shot of something, but you well, just did a shot of water right there. Just did a shot of water no, right didn't. there. How do you feel about that? No, you didn't. I did. I did. We're in Zoom. I could, we can see each other. You just saw me do a shot of water. So you, so you take a sip of water, not a I, shot. I, just, I, I pounded. Anyway, we had uh, the week that was after Mania. We had a big live show Monday leading up to Raw. We'll get into that later. But Mark, how, how, <laughs> how was your after Mania week? My after meeting week was pretty good, man. Pretty good. I actually uh, I officially launched my new business, local media. So I'm psyched about that. I already have a client. I already have two meetings along the way. So I'm I'm good, man. Oh, so I'll send you that bill for the advertisement just now? Jesus. I'm sorry? I'll send you the bill for the advertisement you just did right now. Jesus. Like what? Dude? We're, we're all familiar, right? Synergy? Uh, are we not about the – are we not in the nest? So the Mets game today. Mets had a great was, game today. Awesome. Good. Oh, good to the Mets win. Speaking of New York, speaking of New York sports, New York Knicks sixth win in a row. Yeah, man. Knicks are, Knicks are coming up, buddy. Knicks are coming up. Playoffs here we come. How about that? But all regular yeah. regular season <laughs> is different than postseason. So we'll see how yeah, they do in the well, if they yeah, make, if they make it to the postseason. If if and then uh, the NFL draft coming up soon. A lot of New Yorkers are looking forward to that, especially Jet fans. Are you? Jets have the second pick overall, but expected to pick up Zach Wilson. Yeah, he looks like a Zach. I saw a picture I, I'm of not. 
he does look like Zach, right? He looks like a Justin Bieber of the NFL. There was that meme. It looks like Zach Wilson looks like a character playing Zach Wilson in a Disney show about Zach Wilson. I'm like, that makes sense. I never saw something more. That, you know that I do follow on there. Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> I look at him, I just feel like I want to punch him in the face. Yeah, you look like the rich kid that got all the girls, the spoiled, like, probably push people in lockers. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm really trying. I'm really trying to, you know, like him, be a part of the Zach Wilson fan club. I, I just, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying the hype here. I, I feel like Jets fans are going to come into a major disappointment uh, when they pick him. I, I don't know, man. We'll see. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I really hope I'm wrong. I, I, I really, I, I really don't think history is with us. I do not hope you're wrong, Mark. I hope he's a you drafted him and he's a huge boss like the last quarterbacks you've had. Yeah. When was the last time you had uh, yeah. Brett Favre? But he was past Brett prime. Favre, but you know, that was yeah, I mean he was past prime and he actually for the first time I think in his career didn't pass for over four thousand yards for the New York Jets, which is crazy. We haven't had a four thousand yard passer. God, I, I don't think ever. I, I don't know. We, I think we'd really have to go back in the records to see that the Jets had that. But, but, you know, I Sam Darnold, I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I think he's actually going to a good position there in Carolina. I, I think he's going to show a lot of people that why the Jets picked him at number three. Uh, and he's got a good supporting caster in there. He's got great co- coach co- uh, coaches, I should say. It's not even just Matt Rule. we got Joe Brady, who's going to be – he's going to be a future coach in the NFL soon, guaranteed. It is currently 8.05 on the East Coast. We are live, Mark. So make sure, those of you listening, tonight's also the big debut of the A&E shows. A&E Legends, Stone Cold starts tonight, and A&E Hidden Treasures, where they try to find Mankind's Mask, I think. So make sure you set your DVRs for that. Yeah. That looked interesting. My, uh, I have a good friend I grew up with. Uh, he works for A&E, and he's been, he's been telling me a little key about this show for quite a bit, for the, uh, the Hidden Treasures. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah, definitely. That seems very interesting. So I'm looking forward to that one. I think I'm more hyped. I'm more hyped for the documentaries than anything. Of course, we've seen a lot of them. All of those shows, Stone Cold, in a different light, maybe different points of view. See what happens. Right. Looking forward to it. Mark, anything else you want to talk about before we get into the news of the week? Yeah. No. Uh, let's let's hop right into it. All right, go for it. So. Going to the news. So WWE made a big round of cuts this past week. The list was shocking to the wrestling community. It includes Mojo Rawley, Chelsea Green, Samoa Joe, Mickey James, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, Tucker, Kalisto, and Wesley Blake. Uh, Wesley Blake, excuse me. Uh, apparently, that's just round one. More cuts are expected to come. Uh, just off this list alone, buddy, who shocked you the most? And who do you think benefits from this from the most? Uh, who do you think is going to like shine in their next venture, kind of like how Deanna Parazzo did last year? Of course, you got to go with Samoa Joe. Did not see that coming. He was at yeah. WrestleMania commentating. He got taken off commentating, mm-hmm. so we thought maybe he'd go to SmackDown, maybe he was clear to wrestle. He's not, he's not clear to wrestle. So that was, a, that was a surprising move. He's a big, big name to let go. And on that list, I think all of them are going to thrive. I saw Tucker... And some of these battle royals, I'm like, who the hell is that guy? I'm like, oh, that's Tucker, that guy. Oh, yeah, okay. No one cares. He, he'll only do great things outside WWE. 
Chelsea Green had a great career and impact. I'm assuming she'll go back there and continue her legacy there. And uh, I can't wait for Chelsea Green versus uh, Deanna Peraza. That'd be a good match. That would be a very good match. I, I, I look forward to seeing that. Now, the thing is here, I mean, I agree with you about Samoa Joe. I, th- I think that's the most shocking, uh, to say the least, because, yeah, I mean, he he was used on Raw, I mean, every weekend. And I thought he was very good in commentary. I think, uh, according to rumors, his backstage reports that he wanted to wrestle again. And as you mentioned, WWE was going to clear him. So that seemed like, I, I guess, maybe like a mutual parting ways, maybe? I, I, I don't know. But, you know, I, I, I think you hit it on the head, man. I mean... Not for nothing. I, I know it's shocking to a lot of people, even like with Billy Kay, that she was just at WrestleMania. But were any of these people really being used at all? And this is not a knock on their talents. I, I think you know people on this list. Like I, I am a fan of. Um, but you know, I, I think if anything, this is good news for them. I, I wouldn't necessarily say this is bad news. Uh, yes, they have the ninety-day no compete clause. So I think was it July? They'll be they'll be ready to go. If right, my mid- math is right, I could be wrong. Mid-July, Mark, right before Slammiversary. Right before Slammiversary. So that's big for impact. Yep. Uh, and, you know, right off, about, right off the bat, I mean, you mentioned Chelsea Green. I mean, obviously, she's got that connection over there. Samoa Joe. I know a lot of people saying AEW should go after Samoa Joe. I think any company right now should go after Samoa Joe. But obviously, you know, impact is doing a lot better and has been in quite some time. I think Samoa Joe... I, I think he's, that's the most logical place for him to go. I, I think a lot of these people, if not all of them, could really have an opportunity to shine considering you know wrestling is coming back. You have AEW hitting in all cylinders. You have Impact, as I just mentioned. You have NWA coming back. You have ROH. You have MLW. And then you have the Indies coming back in general where they can just float around, like you know, build up their stock a bit and uh, find a place that's right for them. Could the Iconics be the next Impact tag team cha- women's tag team champions? Could be. Could be knockout could be, champions. They, they, never, they, they, they never should have broken up in the first place. Reunite them. I, I honestly think I think the Iconics will be a good spot for them will be AEW. Honestly, I, I think what? AEW, we've said about some time how like they are just maybe like one or two um, you know, former WWE talent away from the women's division to being like having more of a foundation, if you will. Uh, I, I think Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, uh, Nella Rosa, I, I think they're all coming to know Chris Statlander's back, and I, and I think that really helps. And I feel like they're finding some rhythm here and more comfortable with each other. But, you know, you throw in someone that has a WWE experience, like maybe even like Mickey James. Actually, Mickey James would be a phenomenal grab for AEW. Yep. But I have a feeling maybe she goes to NWA. Oh, her husband's there, yeah. That makes sense. A lot of possibilities here. A lot of possibilities. And again, I, I have to stress this. I, I think they're, every one of these – Guys and gals are winners here. They're probably better off. Bo Dallas is looking for a life outside of wrestling. I hope that's not true. Hope he comes back and used properly somewhere down the line, but not. I know he has a good thing going in some real estate, I believe, or some farm. So hopefully, when's in the last I Bo mean, Dallas listen, we have? If that, Great. If that's the case, that probably means he lost passion for wrestling. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you just have to do what makes you happy. But hasn't wrestled since yeah, October that's what 2019. Of course, it's hard to lose his passion when, when not being used, just sitting in catering, doing nothing. I mean, who's to say that like, that's the reason why he, he lost his passion? Maybe he lost his passion on his own. He's not being hard enough pushed. We don't know about Bo Dallas personally. We don't know the circumstance behind that. You know, the, the fact is, you know, listen, I'm all for 
people doing what they want to do to make themselves happy. And, you know, both Dallas doesn't want to wrestle anymore. That's his decision. Right. Yeah. So best of luck in their future endeavors. I wonder if another company, yeah, for clear, lack of better words, I wonder if another company will clear Samoa Joe though. Right. It's a good right. You don't, so you don't, you don't play around we, with that. We don't know how bad his injuries are, but you know, he could be on a limited time basis. We have to see. I mean, Sting Sting wasn't getting cleared to compete in WWE. Goes on to sign with AEW and had a match. And he's doing is getting physical in uh, other segments in the show. So, no, we we don't know what's up here. Sting. Yeah, I know your favorite. <laughs> uh, moving on, Pat McAfee has been added to the SmackDown commentary team. He replaced Corey Graves, who went over to Raw. Uh, WWE will let him continue with his podcast and will actually reportedly let him be himself. That's a direct quote. Uh, they don't want to overproduce him. And, you know, as we saw, Pat McAfee, he, he made his debut in SmackDown this past week. How do you feel he did on his first night of commentary, buddy? We're fellow commentators, so. <clears throat> he, on his first time doing commentary, he's done commentary before in the past year. No, but commentary like on on SmackDown. We're talking about on on the yeah. on the main show, and he was, it was different from his character on NXT. You know, he was he's Pat back. McAfee, like all for the brand. Yeah, it's back to Ma- Pat McAfee, the host commentator. He did a good job. The tone in his voice is a little annoying. Like, some, it just doesn't sit right. I'm not sure if it's too high or too whiny. I don't know, but uh, I got used to it. Overall, he's, he was great, and you can't overproduce him. His character, he knows what he's doing. He's not somebody who needs to be led in what to do. So. Uh, don't keep the reins on him. Let him do what he did. And I thought he was great. There's like real reactions to certain things, his comments here and there. I thought it was awesome. I'm surprised. I I feel it. Yeah, it's no surprise for Pat McAfee. I don't know if you listen to his podcast at all, but he's very damn good, very entertaining what he does. Uh, I did notice, you ever watch a show on YouTube? Like he, he does sit and stand a lot. He does a lot of standing. I, I was noticing he was doing the same thing on commentary when the cameras were catching him on the side yeah. there. Pat McAfee, you know, very good at what he does. He definitely has a passion and understands his business very well. I, I did notice maybe a little jitters, if you will. Of course. Uh, again, because I'm, I'm a usual listener of his, and I, I did notice, you know, some slight stuff going on there with him. But it's natural. You know, it's his first show there. He has people chiming in his ear, something that it's not a position that he's necessarily used to. He's had maybe like a handful of commentary stints in, in wrestling. But, you know, this is this is a bigger show. So, but hats off to Pat McAfee. I think he worked off Michael Cole very well. Yeah, very well. Of course, Michael Cole. Michael Cole is one of the best in the business right now. He's a true professional. Knows what he's doing. Well, I think uh, he, even, he was on Pat McAfee's show before this week. And he said yeah. uh, he'll help him get through it if he messes up. And I didn't see him, Pat McAfee mess up at all. So Pat McAfee did a great job. Right. I wonder. I wonder if Pat McAfee is going to slip up because he does. He does drop some curses on his show. They let him be him. Yeah. I, I remember at one point. I forgot which part of the show. Like it seemed like. Uh, oh, when Cesaro interrupted Roman Reigns. <laughs> like Pat McAfee said, like, oh man, it takes a lot of guts. To do. <laughs> I thought you wanted to say something else there. It is tough. I, you know, we have to hold back sometimes too when we do the commentary. It's not easy to do, but get used to it. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, like, I feel like was a, you slipped up once or twice on commentary before. It, it, you do get 
you do get nerves going into it, especially if it's your first time or your first time in a while. Like when we go back to commentary, whenever that may be, yeah. like, I'm sure we're going to have a lot of nerves going into that. That'd be fucking nuts. Yeah. yeah. But I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's a fun gig, man. It really is. And uh, yeah, I feel like that's a good role for Pat. Like he's a natural talker. He's charismatic. And again, like, you know, the, the dude knows the stuff. So good for him. Uh, I want to ask your opinion real fast before I, I move on to the news. What did you think of uh, a black guy on his name? The new guy on Raw. What did you think of him? Adnan Ardvik? Vic? I forgot yes. his name too. Uh, something like that. Uh, Again, not, yeah. not a fan of his voice. His voice right. His voice, his voice. His voice didn't seem to fit. Um, mm-hmm. But again, first, first time doing live wrestling commentating. He was okay. He clearly was held. He was clearly carried by Corey Graves and Baron Stetson. Oh my Graves. god, that was so obvious that Corey and Byron were carrying him. <laughs> they had to. Like I did notice a, I did notice a little bit of Michael Cole carrying Pat McAfee for it, but like this, this was clearly obvious on Raw. Yeah, they had to because it's fish out of water. He doesn't know how he's doing. But clearly, doesn't know the product that well. He called what, Drew McIntyre the Celtic Warrior, so he clearly doesn't know the product right, all that well, right. which is surprising. I know you hire somebody who doesn't know the product. Right. I, you know, I, I don't really get it. You know, uh, I feel like Todd Phillips wasn't doing a bad job. No, Todd Phillips was doing a decent job. Like, why, why replace him with someone? There's something going on there. I don't know the backstory behind that. No one's really talking about why they removed him. But something's up. Right. So, if something's definitely up. To go from Raw I mean, to 205 Live, that's, there's something's up. Something's, right. something's going on backstage that we don't know about. Right. So I'm sure there's going to be more to come on that. I, I I agree with you. I mean, I think time will tell with him right now. But like right off the bat, like his voice was a little jarring. And I, I usually don't want to get on top of anyone for something they can't control. But like, I for me, I, I I personally wasn't a fan. But you know, maybe it just takes some getting used to. Like I, I feel like we've been for so long. We're used to Michael Cole, and I feel like Todd Phillips kind of had a Michael Cole cadence, if you will. Yeah. Uh, and I forgot who the other guy was. Um, who was the other dude that, that was on Raw when they when they took over initially? Oh, Vic Joseph. Play. Vic Joseph. Vic Joseph. Vic Joseph. Thank you. Sounded like a mini Michael Cole as well. So, like for for so long, we're used to like that type of voice, that type of cadence, and now we have something completely different in there. Uh, and I think maybe that's why it's off putting. Maybe. Maybe. Green man's in the chat. He said, but moving they, up. they would have been better if bring somebody from the pre-shows, maybe putting this guy, Vic, or Advic, whatever his name is, maybe on a pre-show and then slowly transition him into the main table. That would have been a smarter idea. Gets to his voice. He gets used to the product. Now we know who he is. And then all of a sudden he's on Raw. Oh, that guy from the pre-shows. Right. I mean, that would have right. made more sense. That would have made a lot more sense. And like, yeah, as he mentioned too, like someone who knows the product. I mean, clearly this, this guy... It seems like you got to take the call less than 24 hours. Yeah. And like, hey, man, you're, you're going to be calling the shots on Raw. Like, what? And I want to take what a look. Raw? I noticed usually when you see commentators on the desk, they have the script in front of them, the rundown, the script. Yeah. But then this guy, he had the script. He had all these huge cards in front of him. He had a, like a different red sheet. I guess it was people's names. He had a whole like. Oh, cheat- you mean he had notes? No, he had a whole cheat sheets. Huh. Everywhere. That's weird. His, he had notes. His area, was, huh. his area was covered with them. I'm like, all right, at least, he has, at least he's trying. He doesn't go out there blind, but he only get better. I mean, I think 
I think note taking is very important. And yeah, I mean, you gotta give the guy a shot and see see what he can do. You can't just base it off one show completely. Like right off the bat, again, not necessarily a huge fan, but like I, I'm willing to give it some thought that hey, it might be some other factors here going on. But moving on in news, Putty, this was the first real week of the time slot changes in wrestling. Uh, AEW seemed to benefit the most from this. They took in more than 1 million viewers for the first time since their debut. NXT took in slightly more than 800,000 viewers, which is a little bit of an uptick from last week. Uh, Not as much of a jump as AEW had. They had like, what, 77% uptick from last week. Impact took in 132,000 viewers, slightly lower than the week before. What do we make of all these numbers so far, Putty? I mean, is this just like a, a fluke here, or do you, do you feel like there's there's something to be made of this? Uh, I don't know. I talk about it all the time. Ratings, who, I mean, besides marketing and advertisers, ratings don't really mean much anymore because uh, there's replays on the network, on the streaming services, there's DVRs. So good for them for making a million. Something you've been talking about for months. If they'll do it, they did it. No competition. It's only week one. Let's see what happens in the following weeks. If they continue, the numbers grow. Do they hold steady or do they dip? Right. So we get a couple. I think it's too early to tell. Let's see how the numbers play out over the next couple of weeks when people start getting to a groove here. I mean, hey, this is a this is a good moment. AEW. This this is a moment for them to pop out the bubbly right now because again, first time since the first their, their first debut of the show that they cracked over a million. Great for them. I think that's a moment to be celebrated. Now let's see if you can keep it going. Let's see if you can stay consistent. And I, I, and I think that's when you know what, what you have here. Uh, AEW wasn't necessarily like a big, big show this past week either. It, they didn't have like a lot to promote going on. Uh, it wasn't like, you know, one of their special shows. So I, to me, that, that's what stands out right there is like why I hit the million. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily because of like it, of anything special that they were doing or debut or anything. It was just the fact that like, wasn't even, it was their first time going uncontested from NXT. Wasn't even that good of a show either. No, I, I agree. It wasn't show. even, like, okay. it was a regular show. Not to say it was anything bad, but it wasn't anything outstanding either. It was, it was, it was okay show. I was more was curious fine. about NXT to see how they were doing because they're moving nights. So it's hard to get an audience to move to a different night. There wasn't, right. there, there wasn't much on TV Tuesday right. night. I think a lot of things were on repeat, so that's good. And I'm sh- I'm shocked NXT didn't crack a million, honestly, because NXT, we, we talk about it, it's been the most consistent show as far as product. Oh, the best you show know, on TV, like, week, week, week in and week out, yeah. But yet, for whatever reason, like, you know, what, what, was, this, what was the uptick they had? It, it wasn't much. It really wasn't much. They, they moved, like, what, 4%, I think? And that was the big show. That was the after uh, so, NXT stand and deliver show, and it was a great, right. great takeover. You figure out what happens next, right? So, like, I, I don't know what what the problem is with NXT. Is it the fact that what's the deal right now, buddy? Like, you're you're uh, you're a guy watching stuff in the network. It's the WWE network is done now. Yeah. So, does is NXT being played on Peacock like immediately after? What what's up? I believe it still is. I haven't checked it because it's also on Hulu. You know this? NXT is on Hulu. I missed, no. I missed I missed part of NXT a couple weeks ago, and I, I found it on Hulu. So now it's not only streaming on the network outside the United States. It's streaming, I'm assuming, still on Peacock. And now it's on Hulu. So there's other different platforms that people don't need to tune in to USA on Tuesday nights now because I can watch it the next day or a couple days later on the networks or the streaming services. On hey, Hulu? What's, what's the deal? With- it hurts. 
I was going to say, what's the deal with Raw or with Peacock? Like, does it still kind of like WWE Network? It's like a few weeks behind? I believe so, Or yeah. can you watch it pretty much right away? I haven't checked. I'm assuming it's the same thing. It's going to be a couple weeks behind. I think on Hulu, I, I, I think, think on Hulu is the next night. Day. I think Hulu is the next day. I can probably check for you. Well, I, I think it's like that for USA as well. If like you're, uh, if you have a USA app, I think you do the same thing on there. I, I think it's ridiculous though with NXT how they're treating it because that show could could definitely carry some weight. I wonder if they're doing this on purpose to try to treat it as the third brand because if they if they treat it like the way with Raw and SmackDown where they have a few weeks behind on Peacock, it's going to make people want to like, tune in more live for NXT. And I, I, I would think that it could possibly overtake Raw and SmackDown as far as ratings go, if that was the case. That's what I'm saying, man. There's no rush for me. To, there's no urgency to watch Impact, uh, not Impact, uh, NXT, because it's on the network. I can watch it the next day. Right. So I think I'm saying that for, too. It's hurting them. Because if I miss it, or if I can't tape it, I can just watch it the next day. So that's what I'm saying. Ratings right. aren't too much because I want to know what if you can pull the numbers and how streaming services or how that works. How many hits they get on the, the network or Peacock? But yeah, I think that's definitely taken away from ratings. AEW is also streamed on the TNT app, but you notice they're not promoting that. They're not. They don't talk about that. Not, a lot of people don't know. Right. About I, that. I noticed that too. It's like the, I, I noticed that on my own for shits and giggles. I was just checking it out. I was like, oh wow, I can watch this something next day right away. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Impact's in the bigger beating right now. Hundred thirty-two thousand. Ouch. Well, so I think that's on par Ouch. for them because they don't. It's on a very, very shitty network, and they're also live streamed mm-hmm. on Twitch. So if, if I don't want to watch it on the TV. I can watch it on Twitch. There's a lot of stuff going on. So they, we well, need, I guess we we'll see how this. Things. Yeah, they do, and I and I hopefully. Well, I mean, the AEW Impact thing's been going on for a few months now. I feel like it really hasn't helped Impact's ratings so much. Uh, maybe it is a network. Does, is, is this channel access? Is this like a regular channel that people get all throughout the country or the world even? No, I don't think so. Again, I think it's like a G-list network, like very minor. And Raw is available on Hulu. There's no, I could watch Raw the next day on Hulu, SmackDown the next day on Hulu, okay. NXT the next day on Hulu. So that, that hurts. I don't know. I don't know if that's. I mean, it's a wise decision for a fan. So if I miss it, I can watch it the next day. But as for ratings go, I mean, it's it's got to hurt. Got to be one of the reasons. It's, yeah, the numbers are dipping. Do you feel? I mean, I know Impact and Access. I mean, like they're in bed together. Yeah. But like they own each other. Uh, one, Access owns Impact. Right. Like I feel like in a way that holds Impact back. Absolutely. They, it is. It is a good product. It is a good show, you know, and, and I have a feeling if it was on a better network, I, I'm not to say that they would crack a million every week, but I would say, definitely say it would be better than 132,000. Yeah, definitely hurts them. Because now the not even option of contract negotiation, maybe possibly can move somewhere else because the owner is the same. Right. So definitely right. hurts. Peacock is delayed. Ron SmackDown on the network. Our Peacock is delayed. It's still weeks. It's a month behind. So, a month behind. Okay, so that, that's still it's up to date on Hulu, which is weird. Interesting. Interesting. I guess with contracts and all, but you know, this is something to monitor for sure. Like, I, I'm very curious to see how this all plays out. 
Uh, as again, like if, as I mentioned before, if AEW can consistently hit over a million, I, I think that's when you know you, they have something special there. You know, um, it, which would be great for business. I mean, competition all around. I mean, I, I think that would push WWE a little bit. If they, if they start getting the ratings to match like Raw and SmackDown, that's when things are going to get very, very, very interesting, I think. Today, someone was reporting that the attitude towards AW changed when that number came out, the one point whatever million viewers came out. So they were wondering, like, all these releases were made Thursday morning. The ratings came out Thursday afternoon, Thursday evening. Would they have been so quick to release people if they knew, oh, shit, yeah, AEW's doing something now? Eh, I don't know about that. So they're saying it, it seems like the writing was changed. I feel like the writings was on the wall for a few of these people. It, it, it sounded like, you know, uh, there's some like, people that were disgruntled on that list of the people that got released, uh, specifically about, you know, not being used on WrestleMania or just not being used in general. So, you know, that didn't necessarily help. But again, you know, like, I, I know people hear this, like people losing their jobs right off the bat i mean it, it sucks it really does suck to hear you, you don't want to see anyone get, lose their job uh some of these people have families and, and it's going to take food away but at the same time you know you have to look bigger picture here like this could be a good thing this could be a really good thing you know you look at people like ginger mahal drew mcintyre like people that did get released and wound up crushing it and it came back in a bigger way or you know you look at people like you know the stories have to be written by diana Brazzo, but look at her she wound up going to a different company and it's absolutely crushing it yeah Face of the company now. She, yeah, pretty much face of the company right there. So, you know, it, it's it's not necessarily a bad thing getting cut. Uh, and again, you oh, know, not at all. And it's a year to the day too. Right. So, see what happens on April fifteenth next year. Is this a more? Is it going back to that real fast? So, like, WWE got a lot of shit for doing it last year. Yeah. It was a bad PR move. They did it during a pandemic, during one of the most profitable years that they've had. Lots. Uh, is it the same? Do you, do you feel like it's still the same? No, it's cost-cutting measures they said too, but it's definitely not the same because they're making hand, they're making money hand over fist now. It's going back to the reasons right. why. Because before the pandemic, though, after WrestleMania was a lot of notoriously known as the time they do big releases. So I think that is more back to normal than it was last year when last year was pandemic-wise. They could blame it on the pandemic, I should say. Right. You can't blame it this year. No, I mean, I'm seeing like more from like a PR standpoint. Do, do they do they look bad still doing this? Are WWE the bad guys? Oh no, I don't think so. They, this is something they always done. Last year was right. rough, but uh, no, it's it's par for the course for them. After Mania, they usually clean house a little bit. I think it goes to show. I mean, like they don't really care, man. They don't really care what we think. They know we're going to keep on watching. Yeah. So at the end of the day, like, so what? They, they they get some bad PR. They they get bad PR all the time, and they, they keep on going. Yep. But, buddy, that's all I have for the news this week. Do you have anything? Did you hear the uh, that loud noise this weekend? The loud noise. The the hearts breaking all across the country because Kelly Kelly got married. Congratulations <laughs> to her. It's like beautiful. Congratulations to Kelly Kelly. A good friend of mine. Love used to love Kelly Kelly. Ugh, just obsessed with her. I should check on him. See how he's doing. <laughs> Congratulations to Kelly Kelly for your game married. I thought she was married though. Isn't she on the show uh, Wags? Yeah, they got divorced uh, a while ago. 
Oh, this whoops. Is her, remarried. I'll, go, I'll go fuck myself. Well, hopefully it goes better the second time. And other news, um, Joey's Sweet reminds me that uh, I think you have a black belt. I do have a black belt. There it is. I, I need a refill here. Uh, We're live, so I can't, I can't go leave and get another re- refill here. So I'll, I'll do a shot afterwards. No, you won't. You can do a shot before no. the show starts. You can do a shot now. No, you're right. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> All right. So what was supposed to be the biggest week of TV after Mania shows? Wah, wah. Let's get some TV takedown. Mark, what do you got for me? Oh, man, dude, this is tough. I really don't have anything. Like, nothing really impressed me that much this week, I have to say. I, I feel like they just, it was almost like a flat line. Nothing really exciting. You might see like a little boop, 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 boop. It's just show it has a pulse, but on nothing t- really like. On TV across the board or just for the raw? On TV across the board. I, I have to say nothing really, really like stood out to me. Um, the one thing that I would have to say that, that did get me hyped I, I going to impact actually uh, that press conference that they had. It got me excited for the match. Uh, talk about Rich Swan and Kenny Omega for the title V title. It was great to see these two promotions. They're working together. You got Tony Khan there and Scott D. Moore. Um, you know, what stood out to me is that both of these promoters said that there will be a definite, win- a definite winner here in this match. There's no gaming shenanigans, and the, each champion, each promoter has agreed each champion will work according with the other promotion schedule. Uh, so it sounds like we are going to definitely see a winner here of some sort, either Kenny Omega or Rich Swan. But it seems to be heavily favored towards Kenny Omega. Does Rich Swan stand a chance at all to win this? I don't think so. Right? Doesn't make any sense for him to win. Like, Kenny Omega is, is, is the money guy here. If if you want to have somebody to have the belts for two promotions, I, I think Kenny Omega would be the guy. Rich Swan, I feel like it's not as well known. And it's not not going to Rich Swan. I and I feel like actually, you know what? If you listen to Kenny Omega's promo, I mean he hit it on the head. I mean, he was talking truth right there. Rich Swan, a very fine competitor, very good in the ring, but a star? Yeah. No. He's not. This will probably be one of those matches that I talk about a lot. Predictable. I'm assuming it's going to be a great match to watch. As long as it's fun to watch and good, I have no problem. Kenny Omega, he's going to win. It makes no sense. He's the belt collector. He he came out with that other AAA belt that one week. He has the AEW belt. I can see him coming out with the other two TNA belts now. So it makes no sense for Rich Swan to win, storyline-wise, either. Right. Right. It sounds like, did you catch this, that the referee is going to be an AEW ref? They're bringing in Aubrey Edwards. I'm not sure if she's going to be the ref. I think she's going to be on the outside. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure what the exact what's going on. How do you feel so about who's going to be the ref then? Is it? It's got to be Impact guy, right? No. Uh yeah, I believe so. Uh, I don't. Uh, probably going to be Earl Hebner's son, Brian Hebner. I think he's the senior. Brian right? Hebner. I think he's the senior official over there. Do you have a feeling that they they did make a point to bring up the referee? Sir, do you think we're going to see some sort of shenanigans with the referee? Oh yeah, he's bringing, like how... he's bringing Aubrey Edwards in. So yes, he's going to get knocked out, and she's going to come in at the pin. Right, which will probably maybe lead to a rematch of some sort. It's like, hey, that's obviously AEW referee favored Kenny Omega, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, easy. It's going to be something like that, you got to think, because it kind of reminds me of when WWE had the WCW thing. What um, was Earl Hebner versus what was the referee's name? I'm blanking out. Nick Patrick. From, uh, Nick Patrick, thank you. 
going to have a little something like that, maybe? I don't know if they go that route, but something's going to happen here. Something fishy is yeah. going to happen with the refs. I think it's going to be a clean victory. I mean, clean one, two, three. I don't have a clean victory. There'll be a clean pin one, two, three. But, but I also like that segment. It gave this match, like I said, a big fight feel. Yeah, it does. And something that's bothering me is this match could have a huge fight feel, but it's not even mentioned on AEW at all. So that's what's holding it back here. Like AEW's not even mentioning it. Oh, you know our championship's on the line here. Our champion could be Rich Swan in a couple of weeks. There's not even not, like John Cena can't see me. They're not even talking about it. Like, like one of the biggest matches it, in the company. It boggles my mind. If they're talking about it, this match, would be feel even bigger. But they can't for some reason. Uh, it's just blowing my mind. Why are you even fucking talking about it? Right. Right. You got hey, one hey, show hey, left. Hey, you got one show left. You better fucking say something. You better show the clip. Right, he's like. Or something. Kenny Omega, you're right. He he's defending the AEW championship. The AEW championship. No matter how you feel about Kenny Omega, there's a there is a possibility, albeit a small one, that the AEW championship could go to a different promotion. And yeah. you would think that it would make that a bigger deal. You would think. They're not even mentioning it. Mind boggling. Yeah, let's say you have one more show. If they don't talk about it, that show, I this is a waste of my time. Hmm. How do you feel about all this talk about, especially uh, after last week with Chris Jericho going on to um, be a guest in Stone Cold Session, Broken Skull Sessions, excuse me. A little talk going on, I hear about possibly this being another forbidden door to be open down the road, about Triple H maybe playing ball here with AEW. Uh, do you think like, we could possibly see Kenny Omega, the belt collector, going against like an NXT champion? No. No, right? They're they're oh, W's open for business, man. But they're not gonna they're not open for business for like match wise other promotions unless they go over. I feel you. I feel you. I I, I think it's gonna be quite something. I think we would see in our lifetime, but it's it's gonna be years. It's gonna be after Vincent McMahon, uh, Vince McMahon's lifetime, I think. Still don't think so. we see something like that. You don't think we'll ever see in our lifetime, buddy? Like no. a, a crossover match. That W does not own or have a, a finger in? No, not at all. I mean, of course, WWE would have a finger in it. Like, of course they would. Like, I could see them doing it with Evolve back in the day. But like, if they did it, they're not going to do it with a rival like AEW. No, they're not going to do it with Impact. No. Unless there's, I don't unless think the person stunning on the I show is under contract. I honestly think they would, like, you know, put a championship on the line, but, like, you know, to have, to have some sort of crossover of sorts, I, I, I think. No. But would would make sense. This is after Vince McMahon. I mean, like, I, I don't think Vince would allow it. But I think as time goes on, hey, I mean, listen, we, we've heard reports of like the Young Bucks and the New Day. Apparently, it came close to happening. You know, so like the, the fact that some of these talks actually even took place uh, makes me think like, hey, realistically, in our lifetime, buddy. Hey, listen, man, I, I know you think your lifetime's going to be another year, so maybe not your lifetime, but yeah, in a normal true. person's lifetime, I, I, I think I think there is a possibility. Eric code 631. Also, you can text in 619-343-3005. What's up, boys? Quick question. How many black belts does Mark own? What the fuck, man? <laughs> okay. Um, I follow the rules, so. You follow the rules. Listen, I... Again, we're live. I didn't prep properly. I, I don't. I have an empty glass in front of me. Not close to uh, 
to the fridge here. Touch your wife. Tell her to bring you a drink. Get your dog to touch you one. Yeah, I'm going right. to get that sexist asshole. Hey, wife, come here. Give me a drink. No, I thought sexist. She happens to be okay. living with you. Can you, can you do me a favor? Can you get me a drink? I can't leave my station right now. Why are you making it sexist? Not sexist at all. Don't be a dick. She's in the other room. That's what I'm saying. Text her. Say, come out here. Give me a drink. I can't leave. I'm on live on air. We're almost done anyway. No, no. What what was your takedown for the week? You have a lot to talk about? All right. Lay it on me. Okay. What's your takedown? That whole segment. Raquel Gonzalez. Mm. Okay. Fantastic. Oh, my God. Great. Happy to see Frankie Monet come back. I'm sorry. Not come back. Make her debut. Like a little teaser come out. I think she... uh, one a debut. We'll remember, we knew it was coming. Obviously, but uh, it was it was interesting. Uh, okay, she's going right for the she's going right for the belt here. She's getting right in uh, Ra- Raquel Gonzalez's face. Apparently, of course, Mark. Everyone loves to shit on it. People are shitting on her name, Frankie Monet, because people love to shit about stuff. Mark, I don't know if you know this. Internet is full of trolls. Well, she said they are. She loves her name because she picked it. She picked it herself. Right. Let's, she educated her everybody. Monet means French artist, and Frankie because she loves unisex names. She thinks it's super cute, spunky, and different. Ah, so I think it's a good choice. She has a good look. I'm excited to see what she can do in NXT. I don't know how long she's going to stay in NXT. I think she might. I think the main roster needs her right now. Like to get her feet wet in NXT and see what happens. I think I was very happy to see Frankie Monet's debut in NXT. It felt weird. It felt weird seeing this in, woman in Impact in Lucha Underground. I've seen for years now in a WWE ring. But she felt right there. It looked good. She, I think she's where she belongs. It, it did feel weird. It, the whole thing felt weird. You know, like, because for, for how long have we known her as Taya Valkyrie? Now we can have seen her as Frankie Monet. I'm not shitting on the name. It's just, it's going to be a transition. Yes, and then on top Drake. of that. It's still taking me to get LA right. night. It's still taking me a while to get used to that. Right. Uh, you know, I'm sure it's going to be a transition for her as well. So, I mean, we'll see. I don't necessarily know how I feel about her being thrown into that spot right away, though. Oh, you know, I, 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 I feel like, and again, it was kind of confusing. Raquel Gonzalez cutting pretty much like a face promo. You, nice you know, yeah. we know she, she's a heel. Taya Valkyrie, I, I mean, I'm sorry, Frankie Monet, I don't necessarily know what to make of her. I don't necessarily know what to make of Raquel Gonzalez either. I mean, it, it seemed who's face, who's heel in this? Uh, where is Frankie Monet coming from? I, I, I don't necessarily know how I feel about her stepping right in to Raquel Gonzalez. Now, if she was Taya Valkyrie, you know, with someone that has a, like a known name or more popular name, if you will, like I can maybe understand that. But Frankie Monet, you're, pre- you're pretty much introducing a new character here. Yeah. You know, it's new, it's new for, for, for her as well. So, like, you know, let her own it more. Let her come into it more instead of throwing her into, you know, a, a promo battle with the champ. But we know who she is. We know her. We know who she is. I, I said this we a couple know, weeks ago, too. Like, I hope, they don't, I hope they don't treat her as Frankie Monet. I hope she's – they call her Frankie Monet, but still give credence to her past accomplishments. She wins championship everywhere she goes. I hope they mention that. I hope they mention her past, not just some random – Look – um, I, I agree. I agree with you as far as her talent level, as far as her accomplishments in the past. I'm not knocking that. I, I think she's very good at what she does. I'm saying as a new character, she's a brand new character. This is a whole different persona. Like let her get.
get more comfortable in that in the WWE style before you throw into yeah. the wolves right away. That's it, all I'm saying. Green Man said she should have came out and said, you know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. That would have been awesome. NWO style. No, because we don't we don't know who she is. Frankie Monet, she doesn't even know who she is yet. She's figuring that out. If she was Ty Valkyrie, then yes. Yes. But then can Maybe, you do the same thing about Scott Hall and NWO? But, but. It was a different character. He wasn't Razor Ramon. He but he did he had promos doing that like you know I you know I'm here blah 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 yeah, it was a different but character this was like this was weeks this weeks and months of this dropping into dropping the whole Razor Ramon thing talking all about all that for weeks he was doing that Frankie Monet had a couple of vignettes of her dog coming up to her feet and that was it and this is her first time that she no, he was Razor Ramon and then a couple hey, weeks later he showed up at WCW like you know who I am right but this is like he didn't have his first match. Or anything like that. Was, this was a lead up for months and months. Bring in Kevin, uh, Kevin Nash and whatnot. Yeah, like, Frankie, he didn't face, he didn't step up right to the champ and challenge him pretty much right we, away. Yeah, we don't know if she's good Scott Hall. because um, Mercedes Martinez is also going after Raquel Gonzalez. So she's not going for the champ right away. She's make, taking her claim. We don't know if she's going to be the number one contender yet. We don't know what she's going to do. We got two to next week, Mark. It's I, a cliffhanger. I, I, I just feel like I, I just feel like. She was put into a rough spot. The That's dude, all I'm saying. The dude Sean entered I'm the chat. I'm not writing her off. Welcome. What's up, Sean? Who? The dude Sean entered the chat. Uh, I mean, most people agree with me than they do with you. So I think most people are going to side with me here as well. So what's up? What do you mean most people? You, you just said most people on the internet were like completely knocking it to begin with. Meanwhile, I'm not knocking her. I'm just, just saying, name. Just name. as far as from a character standpoint. How cool is it, man, to see Ray Ripley, Bianca Belair come home, all three women Rocking the championships. It was a nice moment there. It was a really nice moment to see. Uh, it it kind of feels like that they're really pushing hard to like, make it a point that this is a new era in the women's division. Yeah. The, four ho- the four horse women are a thing of the past. Maybe. They're a little bit fading here. I didn't take it that and, way. And this is a thing for now. Interesting. I didn't take it that way. It's an interesting point. Maybe. Or NXT breeds champions. And uh, here they are. I thought it was a nice I mean, touching moment. I mean, you could say this thing. You can say the same thing about Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Bailey, Sasha Banks. You can say the same thing about that. NXT does produce champions, but yeah, they, champion they right really now. made a special. What's that? Not all champions at once, like these three girls are. They came in together. Four of them came in together, but all four of them weren't champions at one time. I'm just saying, though. Well, Bailey and Sasha they, and they were they, they were all champions at one time. They were, were but they? They, they didn't necessarily make a big. They didn't necessarily make a big point like this. This feels like definitely like a statement more than anything from WWE. It's like, hey, this is a new day right here. It seems like they've been inter- listening to the internet saying, oh, we're tired of the same, same old, and that we want something new. Well, here we are. Also, I was, here we are. I thought the same thing about Raquel Gonzalez talking very, uh, sounding like very face promo. And I'm curious as well now, is she, is she a face? Because Mercedes and Taya are heels, supposedly. Is this a one-off? Is she going to be going back to the heel next week and going against some other face they have right now? Does this lead to a breakup between Kaya, uh, Dakota Kai? Dakota Kai. Hey, man. I so mean, that's options. the obvious choice right there. I, I think that, that has a money feud written all over it. Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. And do you know what I really hate and find annoying? It's often my fast-forward moment of the shows. Just thrown together... Six people, eight man tag matches that are just thrown together for no reason. But Marcus, I it. Marcus Schwan, I thoroughly loved this NXT main event. 
it was the intergender, the way versus Bronson Reed, Dexter Loomis, and the tag team champions. It was a great, good mix of comedy, good action. It was a fun main event to watch. And like Loomis and Hartwell spot was fucking hilarious. It was slowly building up for weeks. And here, was, here we are. She got her man. Good for her. Index all the way. Hashtag index. Indie well, wrestling. Here's the thing, buddy. You know why that was more entertaining? It's because it actually did tell a story. Exactly. And yeah, the women mixing up with the men. It just really, it was really fun to watch. There wasn't too many roles. It was just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And that's good job to all eight people in that match. See, I mean, like, there's no problem with it that I have. Of like, if you're able to make it effective, if you're able to tell a story, if you're able to progress storylines here, I, I hate when WWE does this. Seems like to get people some air time, and there's no rhyme or reason to it, and and I, and I think it's annoying. The way it's killing it, though. The way. Profit oh, that that faction. That's uh, money right there. You need to get me that shirt. <laughs> I say, yo, I, I am enjoying Johnny Gargano's work here with the way he's doing. And again, Candice LeRae uh, doing a phenomenal job bringing these uh, two young talents together. And you know, a lot of people have been they've been knocking Johnny Gargano for this. They're like, oh, he's being too comedic, blah blah blah. No. Like, what do you want from him? We, this is probably one of the better Johnny Garganos we've seen. Yes, he's still very very talented in the ring, but. You know, like there, there's been Knox, like, you know, he doesn't really have much of a, of a character. Kind of like the Knox that Daniel Bryan got when he first came to WWE, right? Yeah. Uh, Johnny Gargano is showing, like, hey, man, I could, I could probably go to main roster and shine as well because he's got a lot of personality there. Monzuma is also listening. What's up, Monzuma? Uh, Green Man's making a point that he thinks there's too many heel champions right now. How, how do you feel about that? He's saying R2. Oh, and- stop. Bianca Belair are the only face champions in the company right now. Who? Bianca Belair and who? R-Truth. Oh, Raquel Gonzalez? I mean, I, I think she's pretty much a face right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, who who cares? <laughs> I mean, what, what, are we, what are we talking about right now? I mean, there's too many heels. I, I think it's just... Sorry, Green Man. Love you, man. But I feel like that's just he, nitpicking. He just said who cares. He just said Green Man. He, who cares about you? Thought, what you think, Green Man? That's Mark Schwann. No, I mean, at saying, Mark Schwann is talking shit about Green Man. Who cares about if there's, if there's too many heels? Like, so what? So long as it's telling a story, then I'm fine with it. And, like, honestly, I mean, I have Bobby Lashley doing a phenomenal job, crushing the best, best job he's doing in 16 years. Uh, Roman Reigns, probably the best superstar in the business right now. Bianca Belair, uh, listen, man, she's – She's carried momentum. She's showing that she deserves to carry that strap. Let's see how she does as champion. So I'm fine with that. Who else we got on the list here? Rhea Ripley? You going to knock Rhea Ripley? Like last year, everyone was bitching to the fact that she lost to Charlotte Flair and didn't get her time to shine. She just won in front of a crowd to win her championship against Asuka in a very damn good match. You going to rip that? If they're all heels, the point is that there's not enough faces to help elevate the heels, dumbass. That's a quote from Green Man. I agree, Green. Storyline, I, co- man. I agree, man. I, I, I agree, I, Green Man. He is a dumbass. That's a different story for a different you, day. That's, that's a different story. It's called the chase. Everyone loves the chase. You put you put these heels as champion, and listen, dude, we have a lot of time between now and SummerSlam. 
you build someone up, you build that top face up to have that chase, gain that momentum. And for when they finally win, you can have that big moment because they are talking about having fans back for SummerSlam. You're going to have the big pop moment, a feel-good moment, and then boom. And listen, man, we've talked before when there were too many faces as champions too. So what are we talking about here? Text from 917, area code 917, Cesaro going against Roman Reigns, about time. Mm. I, I agree, about time. He gets his shine as, as in the main event for a little bit. I don't think him win, I don't see him winning at all, but at least he can show is what he can do. Is it happening now? Is it happening now? Like, it seems like Seth Rollins is going to be thrown in that mix too. It's not necessarily like Cesaro is going to get a one-on-one chance. Really? Maybe they do a rematch at the Backlash Mania, whatever the fuck it's called, and... Then it's Roman Reigns versus Cesaro. He's putting himself in that picture, at least. And it's, he it's about he is framing time. himself to be in that picture. But I, I don't necessarily know if this is like... I mean, again, it's too early to tell. Like, I, I can see one of those cases where Cesaro is trying to get more of like a momentum with the fans. Where it's like, oh, yeah, it's fine. He's stepping up to the champion. Seth Rollins taking that way to like build that storyline more. Like, ah, oh, man, son of a bitch, Seth Rollins taking that moment away from Cesaro. And then you continue that storyline, uh, or, or we're going to see a triple threat possibly: Cesaro, Roman Reigns, and Seth Rollins. I don't know, but we'll see. Eric, it's six three one. Hell yeah, Cesaro! All about the shine he's getting. Yeah, I think he's definitely getting his due. About time Cesaro does something. Uh, they give him the chance to do something. Hey, C- Cesaro is is a workhorse, man. Like he's one of those guys that's so well respected, not just from the fans, but I think everyone in that locker room respects the fuck out of Cesaro. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, that guy can go. Eric, I'm pumped for him to get an opportunity. Text from Eric with 516. Do you go to AEW with your husband, Sean Spears, or do you go with your partner to Impact to get tag team championships if you are Peyton Royce? So it's it's one or the other. It has to be. Yeah. I mean. Do you go to the AEW, be with your husband, and try to get a shot as a single star, or do you go to Impact and try to win the uh, tag team champions because there's no tag team champions on AEW. I mean, I think that really goes down to what what does Peyton Royce really want to do with her life right now? You know, like does does she really feel like does she believe everything she said in that talking smack promo or, or uh, whatever it was that she? Um, I think it was maybe like Raw Talk where she had that awesome promo. Yeah. Does she believe every word of that to get that single shine that she thinks she could do? And AEW, she could also do the same thing at Impact with her best friend. But uh, yeah, I mean, it goes along the lines. Do, does she feel like she want to continue that journey with Billy Kay, uh, or does she want to be with her husband? Yeah, I think Logic would say that she'd probably rather be with her husband, and she would definitely get a good shot there to have a singles competition to have a good singles run there at AEW. Another text from Area Five One Area Code Five One Six is something I forgot to put in my notes. I have I forgot about it. Um, are they teasing the breakup of Miz and Morrison? Yeah, I think they are. I, I I think that's a good call right there. You see, you see the the they're planting the breadcrumbs there for that. Yeah, I saw that as well. I'm like, oh no, I love Miz and Morrison. I need some more singles. Great songs they got put together. I need the fourth one. But I have to say, I, I think their time has run. No, I agree. I, I think it's time. I agree. I, I just and I, I hope the John. I Morgan think if anything. John Morrison will, but I, I I feel like this whole thing, especially with you know Frankie Monet there, but I I feel like when Miz joined with John Morrison, it kind of 
derailed the Miz a bit. I feel like it took Miz a few steps back. But now with with Miz, you know, wearing the suits and all that, and coming back out with Maurice, uh, you know, the Miz could still be the Miz and still be awesome. And like you know, John Morrison, we've seen him be very good, uh, do a very good job as a face. So there could be something there. We shall see. Eric code six three one. I have to. I think I know this person. I have to disagree with him here. I usually, he usually on point, but he's saying he does not like the fashion high end of. Seth Rollins. It's the worst gimmick ever. I have to disagree with him. I love his fashion statement. He's in the drip. I want to rock all his blazers and suits. I think his fashion point is on is next to nobody right now. I think oh you do dress like him sometimes. <laughs> uh, that's not that's <laughs> a huge ever gone to not, a BWF shit. Not even close. That's where colored blazers <laughs> not like Putty, a drip. When Putty goes out to do commentary, he always wears like some sort of crazy ass suit and it's hilarious. And it does work. But you know Seth Rollins, it works for his character, man. I think like, so too. He, he's 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 being this jerk, right? This egotistical. Even look at his Twitter; he's working the gimmick. So like, it, it's just uh, it works. He, you're not supposed to like it. It is supposed to feel in your face. That's Seth Rollins' is right now. Again, just go to his Twitter account; you'll see it. it's like all in your face. Going back to Area Six Three One, he said MJP has some singles too. When are you dropping your own album? Your own album. I got a couple more singles in the pipeline. I'll let you know it's coming up maybe oh, end of twenty twenty one. Yeah, can't wait. You'll be you'll be excited, Marcus. You'll be excited. Will I? Will I, buddy? Eric, code seven five seven. Do you think we'll see Miz and Maurice versus Morrison and uh, Frankie? Yes, that I is- think that I think that's a possibility. SummerSlam. We're not too long, too far away. Because she's still in NXT. She hasn't been called <laughs> up yet, so I don't know. If maybe too soon? I mean, too I, mean I, I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, they could easily work it where, you know, I, I think it's pretty public, the fact that John Morrison and Frank Monet are, are a couple that are a married couple. Uh, I think it's good. It's, it is public knowledge. So that could work. That could be a good way for her to get called up and not having to, like, you know, go through the, the go through ropes to becoming NXT Women's Champion, yada, yada. Yeah. So, if it makes sense to the storyline, I think they'll do it. Eric code 915. Hurt business. Oh. As, uh, oh, the new one you're talking about. Are those two guys part of the hurt business? I'm drawing a blank on their name. T T Bar and Mace. What was that about? This would be the okay, perfect so we... this would be the perfect opportunity to get rid of them. Okay, now what happened? Are they aligned with Are they aligned with MVP? They come out this Monday, tomorrow, since we're live. Drop the stupid masks. Drop the stupid names. Tell us who you are. Get your real names. Get the fucking nice shoots going on and join the hurt business again, please. Get rid of this Mason T Bar stuff. I would like that. I, I would definitely like that. But yes, it, it seems like they have joined forces with the hurt business. You know, uh, MVP. I think the following night after when Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, when they were kicked out of the Hurt Business, he said, like, hey, the Hurt Business is still in business. Yeah. You know, just these two guys aren't part of it anymore. Uh, I'm paraphrasing here. But, uh, you know, so obviously the, the, I think this would make sense. This would be a great move. And we, we've talked about this before about, like, you know, there was there was some rumblings about uh, the retribution having a, some sort of major split because uh, Ali's going out with surgery, blah, blah, blah. 
So, uh, you know, this all lines up. This all makes sense. Text from Area 917. I love you, MJP. Oh, it's my mom. Thanks, mom. Anyway, time to get some go-home thoughts. Mark, what do you got for me this week? Uh, interview this week, right? Hollywood's Corner? Yes. Yes, Hollywood's Corner is coming back. I have a one-on-one interview with Riley Shepard. Uh, we actually talk a lot about the Speaking Out movement and her role going forward with that. And uh, we also talk about her goals for BCW. Uh, even had a little bit of a promo off at the end there. So it was fun. Definitely would check it out. This Tuesday comes out 9 a.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. Well, this is a fun show. Thanks for everybody who texted in. Thanks for everybody who participated in the chat room. And I can't wait. Uh, next week, we'll talk about Rebellion, the big match. Can't wait. We're going live on pay-per-view. Opposite the Oscars, Mark. What am I going to do? i got to take both of them now, right? Oh. Damn. Wait, wait, wait. We're going live on the on Oscars night? No, Rebellion is live uh, opposite the Oscars. Okay. I'm oh, like, oh. oh, man, what am I going to watch now? Do I flip back and forth? I'd probably take the Oscars. That's what fast forward all the bullshit. I could watch it in like 10 minutes, right? Sweet. Good job. Talking to myself. This, this shouldn't be a long Oscars this year. This shouldn't be a long one this year. We got all the uh, stupid categories that they show. Like, it's like, isn't it like three and a half hours, four hours long sometimes? We need stupid categories. Every category counts. No, you're right. But there's a lot, you do a lot of categories like off air, but like ones like on air, like foreign language film. That could be an off air. Wow. Wow, buddy. I'm not reading subtitles. There's some damn good. There's some damn good foreign films. Out Name there. one. Did you not see the? Did you did, last year? The, um, oh God. Exactly. The one I won last year. Exactly. Parasite. Parasite. Excuse me. That was fantastic. Did you see Black Belt? Oh damn it! Fucking bitch, Mark. Okay. Well, you're the only one drinking, so have fun with that. Drink well, by myself. For everyone, thank you. Thank you guys for joining here live. As Putty's getting blacked out. Oh, so I'm I'm done now. I guess I'm done. Uh, you cutting me off? Am I done talking? <laughs> it's my fucking show. Am I? You cutting me off? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Okay. No, I'm done. Your job. I'm done. Except go drinking. God, I'm done. You can find Mark Schwann at yourfavoriteactor.com. The Big Bear Dance is a play coming up. And uh, Little Dog Laughed oh, is a play that's coming up. Close. Oh, so close. I'll get it right one day. One day, Marcus. And for those for those listening, uh, my business did in fact launch called Local Media. Uh, we're actually here to help out small businesses and local brands with their social media. We, we would run your pages and actually develop content for you as well. So, uh, if that's something you're looking to need help with, you can check this out at underscore local media at Instagram, Twitter, and you can check us out on Facebook as well. Get your checkbook ready. Again, thanks for everybody listening and participated. I have been your host at Michael J. Putty. Until next week, Putty, yeah. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody.